0: You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: through The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. Welcome to Monday afternoon. Jay, how was your sports weekend? I know you
2: must have watched a lot of something. Well, I did watch a lot of golf. Um, I was also spent some time, you know, with all the fields helping my daughter pack. She's getting ready to head to the East Coast to go. You f- to might want to say school. the name really slowly? Alana, my middle, my middle child. But no, the school. Oh, she's going to Duke. She she posted something on Facebook the other day because she thought I absolutely hated Duke and everything about it. So I had to explain to her, I don't hate the school. In fact, we talked about this. Right. I don't hate the school. I'm, I'm just not that fond of the basketball program, mostly because they get away with things that nobody else can <laughs> in my mind. But so I had did, to I did, I did separate the basketball program from the academics. I, in fact, I, you know, reminded her that I did apply to go to Duke coming out of high school. I, I did not get accepted and rightly so, but uh, you know, they took one of my kids. So, you know, and I like the colors, uh, you know, I've even got a Duke sweatshirt I was still. gonna say you're gonna have more than a Duke sweatshirt I have I, I, I've had a Duke sweatshirt for years because a friend of mine worked for a company that was based there and one time I said bring me a sweatshirt and so I've still got the sweatshirt so I don't I don't hate the school as a whole but I had Duke I had to separate the basketball program from from the school overall so we all feel better about it in the family I have a t-shirt that says puke
1: (laughs) That looks like Duke, obviously in their colors. Hey, look, and you know,
2: the Duke blue is a lot like Dodger blue, so you know, I I like the I like (laughs) the color of their of their uh, the school colors. So, I'm I'm fine with Duke. I'm I'm, you know I'm I'm a little, you know, feeling a little bit that you know here's my daughter headed out to the East Coast, you know, for a long time because she's going for a PhD, so she'll be gone at least five years. So I just want to do you know helping her pack, and then we got to load all her stuff in the pod tomorrow, and she's. Going to be off at the end of the month. Wow! Well, it comes quickly. Yeah. I know you wanted to say uh, welcome to a group of yours. Yes, uh, we want to welcome a new sponsor to, I, to Eye on the Ball. It's uh, Benjamin Supply and our friends um, Mark Berman, Tina Rossler, who's uh, their marketing person, and and, uh, and Judy Riley, uh, Mark's uh, Mark's wonderful wife, and uh, they we've known them for a long time. Our kids went to school together. I coached Mark's daughter in middle school softball uh, at. The Gregory School, uh, it was St. Gregory back in the day, so they're good friends, and they've decided to support the show, and they're starting uh, s- starting today. So, just wanted to welcome them and thank them for their support.
1: That's fantastic. We're a growing list of our sponsors. That's great. Yeah,
2: yeah. We're going, you know, we're going to keep it going. Keep so, it going. we're uh, we're happy to have uh, have them on board, and hopefully, we can bring some more on to
1: to support our show. How could you not with the great guests that we have? Today we have another great guest.
2: Right, Julius Holt coming in from, from the Tucson Youth uh, Football and Spirit Federation. He's the commissioner and uh, going to talk to us about their uh, their plan for football in the fall. They, they came out over the weekend and said they're going to be playing. I have a nephew who's looking to, uh, he's going to be playing for the Cowboys up on the east side. And uh, Is that okay? That's okay. My son played for them and there was nothing I oh, okay. could do about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just where we lived. I, I couldn't stop it. That, <laughs> that, that, that train got going and there was no stopping it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I played for the Wildcats who were played at Pantano. They probably that, had two teams like that. Back, yeah. Back right. in the day. Jesse Owens Park over on, uh, uh, in the Broadway and Pantano area. That's where I lived. And I played one year for the Wildcats, which that was perfect, right? Yeah. We you know, we were red, and, and we were good, and uh, and, and so... Oh, man, those were, the, those were the days. The Wildcats were good and red. Oh, well, you know what? Our, that particular team, and they, again, I was 12 years old, right? But, um, you know, we, we went undefeated in the regular season, won the city championship, and then played in what was then the original Copper Bowl, um, because... Oh, really? Because Tucson Youth Football was not part of Pop Warner. So what they would do, the city champions would play against an invited team from some Somewhere else, probably somebody in the region—a California team, uh, a a New Mexico team, or somebody from Arizona—and would go play, and they would go play at Arizona Stadium, and it would be just a day of games, one game for each of the each of the weight classes, or the you know the, and we were we were midgets, so that was the name of our. uh, uh, the, you know the the class we were in and we went undefeated won the city championship and played a team from Phoenix and beat them so we were we went uh, this is 1972 this was, would have been about 1972 and it was called the Copper Bowl and you'd play at Arizona Stadium and and there would be a, just a day of games with all the youth football team, and it was so cool you know you're playing at Arizona Stadium and, and it was neat so it was well, fun well this is a show that goes back in the day we go back in the day and then we're talking <laughs> that back oh, in the nearly 50 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, hey, we, we'll we talk local and, and national news. Let me tell you, we've been talking about NBA and NFL, uh, uh, Major League Baseball. In the last few days, it's kind of like the winds have blown the other way now. I, my bet now is they might not have NBA and who
2: knows about baseball? I don't know about baseball. It's getting scary. I'm looking at a statement from uh, from the Major Manfred? League Players Association. No, from Tony Clark of oh, the okay. Major League Baseball Players Association. and and It's uh, the, it's all this finger pointing everybody's pointing mm-hmm. fingers at each other and it's uh, it's all i don't know i don't know if it's going to come together and then you got the nba now you got players saying we don't want to play right right so i don't know what's going to happen there you know no you know people aren't comfortable with it so i don't know i don't know you know it look yeah. it all looked good for a while there on the good side, you know, there were athletes uh, on campus uh, at Arizona Stadium today, yeah. mm-hmm. today, and it looked like they've got a, a setup that you know. Did you see it? Did, how, how they're, you? They're, yeah, there was a, a um, David Kelly from KVOA posted a posted okay. a video that showed what it looked like in Arizona Stadium, and they've got uh, those those tents set up every every ten or fifteen yards, like maybe maybe twenty yards even, and it looks like you know the the the, the players are going to uh, you know work out in those areas and socially distance and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, um, I, I guess we'll just kind of see how it goes. You know, they're going to do this for a week and then we'll have a sense of, you know, are players getting the virus? Are they being tested? You know, all that stuff. And then if they bring in another 30 players next mm-hmm. week, then we know whatever they're doing is working.
1: It was We had uh, Dave Hickey on last week. And you know, the one thing that we didn't really catch, or maybe I just realized it now, is he said they're going to have 100 and some there, that they're going to have people who test they're, they're going to be tested positive. Right. They, they know, know that. They know that. It's not the who or the when, but they know that. You have 100 test cases. Right. You're going to have some. Right. So they're prepared for that.
2: Right. Yeah. The question is, you know, what happens? When, right. And they, they have a protocol. Right. And then he said it's very, you know, he went into it and said it's very complicated because it's like, okay, when does this player test? Do they, did somebody test positive as soon as they got here? Mm-hmm. So now they know that that came from somewhere outside campus mm-hmm. or do they test positive after they got here and now they know who they've been around and they've got to isolate not only that person but, but the group, other right. the other student athletes that were also uh, that were in that uh, in that what they're calling their pod this is as the world turns oh man i i'm telling you you know um right now is a time that i'm happy i never was good enough to academically to be a doctor <laughs> <laughs> this is the one time. This is this is it. I I, you, I don't know that you can pay doctors enough right now. Doctors and nurses and, and people in the medical this field. I don't scary. think you can yeah. pay them enough to to be risking and you know, somebody like a trainer. Okay, mm-hmm. so you've got mm-hmm. you've got a U of A football trainer <laughs> Actually, who's around the, who's around these 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 athletes, right. and if one of those athletes turns up positive, now has the trainer been exposed to that? I, it just doesn't sound like a place that I want to be.
1: No, no, no. I'm sure, and, and you have a lot of the heroes like you call them, yeah. but they're in the mix. They're in the mix, and people are going to that, right? To deal, they
2: they in, not enjoy, but they're it's part of what they are. That's so who they are. You know that that's why they got in. The, they say yeah. that's why they got in the profession. Yeah is to take care of people and and, and help in these kinds of situations. But, oh, man.
1: Yeah, no tough times for everybody around, especially for them. Hey, let's take a quick break. Hope we get uh, Julius on the phone here on 1030 The Voice.
2: There's
3: a place
0: in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at benjaminsupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. These days,
1: most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us
0: online at www.crestins.com or call us toll free at
3: 888-881-5765.
1: Hey, welcome back to Eye in the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez and as we wait for Julius to call us we'll just continue with our sports talk. You know what? I thought I, I really appreciate what Hickey uh, did. He came in and he called we had him for, for 40 minutes a lot
2: of fun right right and he said he might be coming back yeah he you know so he said uh he had a good time one you would like to come back on sort of a regular basis and we'd love to have him you know i mean again we're a college we're a college town mm-hmm. uh, most of our sports revolve around the u of a uh, we do have some other stuff going on we've got some pro sports and that type of thing but you know people want to know what's going on at the u of a right, right. and and it's uh and it's it's kind of a you know it's it, it, it's sort of the roots of our sports here and have been forever and ever and if there's guy if there is a guy with information it's gonna be him right sure and you know and 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 Dave has been you know up front i mean we obviously aren't gonna get everything out of him that we ever want but you know he's uh he was very straightforward with us and told us you know asked, answered all our questions we had fun yeah yeah didn't really get his walk-up song he's, no we got a walk-up group but not night song <laughs> i got him a little flustered which is kind of strange <laughs> but we'll get to that eventually
1: hey now we have julius hold on the line julius how are you good afternoon I'm doing fine. How
4: you guys doing?
1: Great to hear from you. Hey, I figured you were e with eating pineapple, sipping on a mai tai somewhere. You 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 said you were retiring last year, but they brought you back.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm back. I'm back for you know for now, and I'm back. Yeah.
1: What was your thinking on coming back and being the president of the association?
4: Well, to be honest with you, I wasn't planning on it. You know, but. Um, you know, some, you know, some things happen, and you know, I, you know, I was the person that had to stick around and make sure once the leadership is passed on that it is passed on the, the right way. So, and to some people that's willing to take it on.
2: So, Julius, this is Jay Gonzalez. So, I'm guessing that uh, in your wildest dreams, you never came up with a scenario that you're dealing with with now to get this you know, huge program going and, and you know, get, uh, you know, get kids on the football field. So just kind of run through some of the things that you had to consider and that you're, you're thinking about as we go along and try to get football started in the fall for, uh, for the kids here in Tucson.
4: Well, some of the things we had to consider was, you know, what was the leadership going to provide to us? And what I mean by that is the city and the state and the governor's office. And right now, you know, that leadership is coming in bits and pieces as far as what the guidelines are, what we can and what we can't do. So my thing is, you know, after, you know, battling with this thing for the last, you know, three months or four months, and listening to everyone and seeing those other programs, I thought was only fair that who, uh, have a better I pay grade than mine, an opportunity ability to uh, play. And
1: something else different. Hey, Julius, are you on the road? Is that what you're doing? Are you on the road? So I, I just got home. Oh, just got home. Okay. Because you're Almost breaking up. five and a half hours. Oh, yeah. I figured you were on the road somewhere. I saw your Facebook post that you were on the hill somewhere.
4: Yeah. And I don't know what, I guess the T-Mobile phones have, have an issue. Oh, that's right. <laughs> all, all day oh, today, okay. there
2: have been phone issues all over the country.
4: Yeah.
2: So, so you made the announcement over the weekend, I guess that uh, you know football is going to go on. So, what uh, you know, what what are the big issues? What are the what are the big things that have to get done for this to truly happen?
4: Well, some of the things that have to get done is first of all, we got to make sure all the parents are on board. We got to make sure all the parents understand, you know, the risks that are involved. You know, there's things that we can't control. I mean, but as long as we're educating our parents as far as what we're going to do to take the necessary precautions to uh make sure the kids are safe and you know we've got guidelines in place to, to to try to get that done but it's it's important that the parents are educated and and they understand that um you know it's going to take a lot of input it's going to take them doing their part as well um so um that's pretty much it um
1: in a in a normal situation, when would you be starting? And if and obviously this is not a normal situation, so you're holding off for a while to get more information to start later, or are you going to start as you as planned?
4: No, we normally would start um, in July, but we moved the season back until the start date back until August. And the reason why we moved it back to August 10th, which is my happened to fall on my birthday, is because we wanted to give some of our associations an opportunity in the time they need. You know to collect funds be able to purchase uniforms and get the stuff that they need because once everything shut down it put a lot of stuff on hold like getting helmets certified shoulder pads so certified uniforms for different programs they were ordering that stuff so there's like a two-month delay so you know those are some of the uh, logistical uh, problems that we're facing right now and hopefully those will be resolved um, you know, within the next couple of weeks, we'll get some of that stuff taken care of. Now
2: that we're going to move the date back. Gosh, Julius, that's again, that's another one of those things you just don't think of in terms of, or the we, I don't, you know, sitting from where I sit, don't think of thinking about the impact that something is as is, 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 uh, routine, I guess, as getting uniforms and helmets and all that kind <clears throat> of stuff, how all that got delayed by all this stuff going on. I mean, you know, are, are other things in place like, you know, getting fields and getting volunteers and, and all the stuff that has to come together in order for, for a season to happen. I mean, how is that? All, is it all compressed into a shorter period of time? And is it just taking extra time and extra work to get all this done and get things ready?
4: Well, our volunteers are there, though. I mean, we've got all our um, kids signed up. We've got coaches signed up. We have volunteers already in place and willing to, you know, put in the work, you know, as far as the fields go. Um, I just got a notice today from you know from the city and and where they're going to start taking reservations for field reservations and and stuff like that. So hopefully um, that uh, that 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 ban will be lifted on the twenty second or twenty third, I think, by the mayor. And so we'll be able to you know start getting some conditioning drills in and stuff like that. As far as um, uh, what we're trying to do, you know with with with, you know, just making sure that we we do what we need to do with the county and stuff like that, because the county is open for the most, not the county, but like Marana Parks and Rec and Ore Valley. You know, they're allowing kids to come out and practice and, and do stuff like there's soccer teams out there, there's baseball teams out there doing their thing. So we're just waiting on the city to give us, you know, the go ahead to do what we need. And as far as the fields go for games and stuff like that, we still, you know, Right now, if we had to play today, the high, we wouldn't be nobody would play cause the high school is going to play, but once all that stuff gets resolved, you know, I think you know we'll still be allowed to use the high school fields and, and things of like that nature I haven't been told that we can I've just been told that it's going to be on hold, and there might be some stringent um things put in place, you know we might only be able to allow a certain amount of people it might just be mom, dad and two siblings who knows
1: I would assume that uh, that you've been in touch with a lot of the parents, or they've been in touch with you, and they're the ones that have kind of uh, been questioning you—not questioning you, but encouraging you to to have a season because they're, you know, the parents love to see their kids play.
4: Yeah, and, and and you're exactly right. I mean, I'm sure I haven't made a lot of people happy over the past, you know, three and a half months because of the uncertainty. And my thing is, I just wasn't willing to uh, make a decision—you know, a hasty decision in, in, in because in other words, I didn't want to be reactive. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to I wanted to look at everything and, and play this thing out and, and see how we could go about doing the best job we can do to protect our kids and the volunteers and the coaches and so forth. Because our resources are totally different than the resources at the high school and the college level and the pro level. There's only so many things we can do. But if we do those things that we put in place, we got to do them right. And we got to do them all the time and we've got to be consistent about it so um yeah there was some there was you know there was a lot of parents that wanted to play wanted us to have a season and you know some parents who were leery about having a season and my thing is i'm not upset with you know anybody people that want to play if you want to register your child register and you know again we'll 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 go from there anybody that doesn't want to play i respect that as well and um you know, hopefully they'll come back next year and, and and get that season back in or allow their kids an opportunity to play the following year. But, you know, we got to take into consideration some parents are going to want to play and some parents aren't.
2: Right, Julius. You know, I mean, we we had Dave Hickey on on uh, on Friday, and you know, just talking about all the protocols that they're putting in place for for athletes to start working out and stuff like that. Got a, we got a little saw a little video of how that's set up at Arizona Stadium and stuff like that. I mean, I, I you know, how how do you guys plan to you know be able to get get kids, you know, on the field and working and stuff like that and, and, you know, avoid or do, you know, everything you can to avoid the risk. I mean, what's that going to look like?
4: Well, right now, you know, some of the things that we're putting in place is we're going to have the parents take the kids' temperatures prior to coming to practice. If a kid has a temperature, we're asking you to keep that kid home. If the kid should come to practice, we're going to retake his or her temperature again. And depending on what that temperature says, we'll let them sit for 10 or 15 minutes and take it again. You know, and if that temperature is still high, we'll take it a third time. After that, we'll tell the parents, hey, look, we're not going to let, you know, Tony practice today. Take him home. You might take him to CBS, Walgreens, Walmart, or to your pediatrician, or just to see. He might have an ear for ear. Right. Just so we can make sure. We're not saying taking him to see if he got COVID 19. We just want you to find out. Why does he have a temperature and they say the temperature is because he has an ear infection or he's just running a fever. You show us that information comes back to practice the next day. You know, because we gotta respect HIPAA laws and things like that. So we won't be announcing to anybody just that Tony tested positive for COVID nineteen. Right. Gotta be a private conversation with us and the parents and then we'll go from there. But some of the things we're doing is having um Everything's going to be disinfected at practice where coaches is going to be responsible for wiping down the balls, uh, wiping down the equipment. When the kids get home, their parents are going to be responsible for wiping down their equipment, the helmet, shoulder pads, thigh pads, knee pads on a daily basis, washing their uniforms every day in hot water just to make sure. And, you know, and, and then we're going to try not to do as much contact as we would do in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to limit the amount of contact we do. Um, and and those are just some of the things that, you know, that we're planning on doing. And hopefully, uh, you know, th- it'll work out every practice. Each Ju- station will have its own. So we got to go, Julius.
1: It. We got to go. Hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, sorry, Julius. Okay. We got a break.
4: <laughs> All right.
1: Thank you.
0: Go local. Make the switch. At Hughes Federal Credit Union, we offer customized solutions and get you what you need faster, like our quick and easy credit cards and auto loans, all done online from start to finish. Save time using mobile banking, bill pay, mobile deposit, and mobile pay with just a few clicks. Live large, accessing 30,000-plus surcharge-free ATMs and free debit card choices. Make the switch to Hughes today. Visit HughesFCU.org switch. Certain restrictions apply. Insured by NCUA.
1: Hey, welcome back to I in the Ball here on 10 of the Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And Jay Gonzalez, you're listening to my walk-up song right now. Oh, this is yeah, it, huh? This would be
2: it. Because oh. a pitcher would say, that was suspicious. How did he get a single? <laughs> <laughs> How in the world did that kid get a single? Yeah, you know, uh, 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 our friend Javier Morales posted a something about walk-up songs. And I I, I, I just kind of threw it in there and said I'd go with Fantasy by Earth, Wind & Fire. Um, um, I'm sure it would be an Earth, Wind & Fire song because that's just my favorite band <sighs> uh-huh. Fantasy seems like the best you know my favorite all time Earth, Wind & Fire song is September, September but I'm not sure that that's a walk-up that's song that's not a walk-up so, song you know, fan- that's, a,
1: that's a walk-off song with your girl after the, after, right, the you know, after
2: the it could be Shining Star you know it could be um, oh I don't know there, there's a whole I mean you know I've got the whole library there so mm-hmm. and there's a couple of other, they're, they're more obscure songs that weren't great hits but that are great songs so Right, right. But I, I just—I'll just say that it would be an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. I'm just not 100 percent sure which one it would be. Could be fantasy. How did Jake get a, sh- a single? <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. I, you know, I, I just never got to play anywhere where I needed a walk-up song, unfortunately. That's, so, a, that's where, we're I, talking old know, school. Most of my baseball career was just in a city league, recreational league. And <laughs> hey, you,
1: get off the field.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, get get up here and hit, will you,
1: please? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, hey, guys, get your gloves ready, we're going on the <laughs> Exactly. Oh,
2: you want me to go play second base? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so um, so you see? In there the you go. Th- Tom Thomas putting yeah, it on. Actually, for this thing. is this is a good right song. here, and you would Now batting,
3: here. right there. Jay,
2: I, you know, I think that's a Gonzales. good
3: one. Gonzalez, I think that's a good one. You know, now that like I hear
2: it. it. You know, if you if you started at the right spot, that's me yeah. coming up to bat. See, You I know, like it. I and like then it. three pitches, and I sit out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fantasy you know, that you you a- throw me three fastballs, I'm gone. Throw me a curveball, and I'm I'm going to be on base. Okay, <laughs> you did say that
1: last week. So so you see the NFL's uh, coming up with some negatives too.
2: Everyone's got everybody. Have- you know, and and again, you know, we got to. There's still a lot that has to happen. But what you know, where, where I'm having some, I don't know if I want to call it heartburn because if these guys are going to screw it up and they're not going to play then that's on them it sounds like Major League Baseball is, a, is gotten to be a bigger mess right, right. and now there's just a lot of talk that there's not going to be a season mm-hmm. and if those guys screw that up I mean then you know what whatever happens to your sport for, for the long term that's on you.
1: I don't like politics. I, I really hate talking politics, but let me kind of maybe just infer. So baseball's doing what it's doing to, to PO the fan base, right? You think if they do not play, they're going to really PO off the right, fan base. Right. Okay, so now the NFL and the guys decide to, to kneel. You know that there's a fan base that just absolutely hates that. Right. Who, who's shooting themselves in the foot more?
2: Major League Baseball. Because they're doing it to them themselves? Right. Right, I because there, because you and I who sit here and you know earn whatever we earn for a living, doing what we love, doing what we love, yeah. and these guys are playing baseball, and and the, doing for the same, and the millions of dollars right. that they're making just isn't enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I think that's a bigger problem, you know, with with, with the NFL and the, and the kneeling and all that stuff. Yes, you're going to turn some people off, but you're also going to get people to watch who mm-hmm. support that <laughs> because people love be- right. football and and foot and I, I and football has a has I think has a little bit of a different um, bar as far as that goes as far as what's going to make somebody not watch football mm-hmm. and I just you know yes there's going to be some people out there who are going to hate it and aren't going to watch it because guys are kneeling. But it's not going to turn people off the way I think people are going to get turned off by the billions of dollars that are to be made with Major League Baseball, Mm -hmm. and they can't agree how to divvy that up. Tom, what do you stand?
3: First of all, I think that people have no interest in bickering between millionaires and billionaires as far as sympathy or empathy go. Mm -hmm. Uh, So baseball's arguments ring hollow on both sides. So the fact that the fight is over money, and make no mistake, it's over money— is what will turn more people off. When it comes to the National Football League, I agree with Jay when he says that that's a fan base. I think you almost have to push them over the cliff at the point of a cattle prod to get them to no longer like your game. Whatever you happen to think about Commissioner Goodell and his flip flop on his stance now, and now tell. And here's the thing to me, if you hire Colin Kaepernick now to be your quarterback, That is a tacit admission by the entire league that the whole reason this guy didn't have a job was based on the fact that he was protesting and wanted to say Black Lives Matter and the police violence needed to end. And that's a complete and total admission to that. And everything the NFL has spent years backtracking and covering themselves on and saying, that's not it. If he gets a job, that is 100%. Well, it.
1: you know by using the word tacit that you know that's exactly it. <laughs>
3: right, <laughs> right. It, it is. It is. And so, but, but to Jay's point, yes, I think football fans will come back. They'll take a severe beating and come back. But you know what? Baseball fans have taken several severe beatings. I'll say the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tuned out, maybe even, let's go back a little further, but the strike in 94, that made me so angry. I really didn't come back to baseball till the home run chase. Well, in fact, we'll talk
1: about that right now, because sure. last night they had the uh, McGuire Sosa thing, and he talked about how people got disgruntled in the early 90s, came back because of the home run stuff. Right. Because, But that's because
2: they didn't know what the <laughs> hell was going, going on, right. right? And then they jumped again. You know, and, 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 and I did not watch it, and I did not watch it for that reason, really? because I didn't want to see these guys glorified, and they were until the end. Yeah, well, it, even at the end, it was kind of like just let's not talk about they it. They cheated like crazy, and yeah. that bothers me. Yeah. It it, do, it bothers me. Um, look, it's gotten to the point where, and, and, and I think I've brought this up. I've got a friend who's a, who's been a Cincinnati Reds fan since we were all little kids, mm-hmm. and we fight over Pete Rose being in in the Hall of Fame all the time. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, Pete didn't cheat. He just bet on baseball, and he, he bet on his team. He bet, and he bet on his team, and he bet on his team to win i i had a problem you know i didn't think he should belong in the hall of, he should be in the hall of fame for all that because it was a rule mm-hmm. and he broke the rule and he knew he was breaking the rule and it seems he, like you're wit- are you, you, wit? Get, you get he, you get what you get what you get what you get If they're going to let these other guys in, and everybody says, well, Barry Bond should be in, and and these guys, if those guys get in, then let Pete in. In fact, I'd let Pete in before I'd let those guys in. I was surprised
1: because I used to be a huge fan, and I could give a a flip anymore. McGuire's in, right? No, no. They he was they gave him a yellow jacket in sorry red jacket in St. Louis. They
2: put him yeah. in there. No, no, no Maguire, yeah, Sosa, Bonds. All those guys. All those guys. Okay. Clemens, none of those guys are in. When I was watching that i was thinking how did he get a jacket yeah. but it's right. It was the St. Louis. And one. I don't think those guys should be in. Barry I, I Bonds don't disagree. Is the one who makes me the maddest because he would have gotten into the Hall of Fame anyways. Sure. He was the best player in baseball when he was a 180-pound mm-hmm. outfielder, mm-hmm. okay? And couldn't throw out Sid Bream at home play on the, in the you know in the playoffs. Right, right, I he was going to be a Hall of Famer, but that wasn't good enough for him. He wanted to be what he became well, he was, and he cheated to get there. He was upset about those guys chasing right. the, the Exactly. The prize. He got upset about about you know, about the, the things that Maguire and Sosa were doing, so mm-hmm. he cheated for that reason. Mm-hmm. And to and throw in the fact that the guy went to ASU and <laughs> I don't want that guy anywhere near the Hall of Fame. He should have gotten a and, duke. Wait, and on top of everything else, by all accounts, he was a jerk. Oh, he was a jerk, yeah. That's the one thing where I draw the line so, because you know a what? lot of the guys. No that if I'm I, voting that guy's never getting in the hall of fame. I like
1: four or five of your arguments because I don't really like him either because he's a, the jerk is the topper.
2: Right. You've had enough of those, the Julio Francos of the right, world. All those guys. Yeah. You know. And then, you know, McGuire and Sosa, I'm sorry, you know, they cheated the hell out of it. Yeah. And and so I'm just not I'm just not I don't want to see those guys in the hall of fame, you know, and I've heard Bob Costa say, okay, create a separate steroid era section of the hall of fame and put them there. I'm like, no, if you're going to do that, that means they don't deserve to be there because they cheated the game. Mm. I'm sorry. I I just don't believe that Roger Clemens got better as he got older. How, How, this may be a dumb
1: question. How important do you think it is to them to be in you know what I'm saying? You you accomplish what you accomplish. It's like the USC stuff with with the uh, Bush. Okay, yeah. well we still
2: want, we still want. Yeah. And, and you know they were. I don't know. I mean, um, it's hard to know because I would think that they've probably come to grips with the fact that they're not getting in. So it's they're going to in their minds they are going to say it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Do they want to be in? I, I bet they do. Mm-hmm. I'd want to be in the Hall of Fame if I thought I deserved it, but you know. Would I cheat myself to get there? Here, you know who it's going to be—an interesting one—is um, <laughs> I can't—I think of his name, Alex Rodriguez. Oh yeah, is A Rod going to get in? He was one of the guys too. He's rehabbed his his career pretty I, he's well. He's rehabbed his career and he's become a likable guy. And mm-hmm. he's got Jennifer Lopez on his arm, you know, which <laughs> that's Hall of Fame enough. You know, Jennifer Lopez is top ten for me, right? But.
1: Yeah. He got caught cheating twice. Yeah. In fact I think the majority of the country who follow baseball for a long time think Pete Rose, like you said, deserve more inside than they
2: do. I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna concede that to my friend Dale who it, we've been fighting since we were, well, since it all came out that whether or not Pete Rose should be in. Plus, plus it's been many moons ago. Right. People forget the past, you know, sure. uh,
1: revisionist history, whatever. Uh, and the one thing I don't like about Pete, and I follow Pete, I have stuff in my
2: house with Pete. He too is a jerk. Oh, yeah, you know, but the thing about Pete is, and, and a, a big part of why I. I've not wanted him in the Hall of Fame because I was a Dodger fan, <laughs> <laughs> and I hated, I hated the, I hated when the Dodgers played against that guy because he always crushed. I'll take your seventy by seventy five and seventy six <laughs> over your eighty eight. So you know, uh, an eighty one. Okay, we had it in eighty one. Oh, that's as well. yeah. For now, for now, yeah, right. right. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, again, so th- that gets back to why I didn't watch. You know, the, the thing last night, I didn't watch the Lance Armstrong thing, you know, when they, when they did that mm-hmm. one, because, you know, again, same, same I, I just don't want to, to me, they cheated. To, as far as I'm concerned, they're off the reservation, no, no I, you know, off the island. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about them anymore. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I don't want to glorify them anymore. Thomas,
3: here's the, here's the thing. The phrase that comes up. And it started with Pete Rose, but it it now extends, I think, to all these other arguments as to whether or not guys should be in the Hall of Fame. We always hear about the integrity of baseball and the integrity of the game. If you believe, and I'm saying this with a straight face, believe it or not, um, but if you believe that the integrity of the game was violated by any of this, then none of them belong in the Hall of Fame, and it is just that simple. Now, the integrity of the game is something that I would deliver with a smirk, but... If that is your argument for why one guy's not in, then they all must not get in. I told you, when
1: you were getting that sentence, I'm, I hear you loud and clear because it's funny because baseball talks about integrity of the game. When did it have it? When did it have it? You wish it had it, but I'm 56 and yeah, it, for I half, mean, fourth, you know, half my life it's been...
3: The mythos I, I, of what it's supposed to it have exists, versus yes, the reality. Yes,
2: well, Since 1918 or whatever that was? Come on. But yep. there, there, you know, there's certain acceptable cheating, right? Like, oh, s- like stealing balls, signs, like spitballs and <laughs> emery boards, you, know, you know, paper I, I mean, there's certain things like that. Corking you know, bats. I mean, you can't. Okay, you can't. I I, I kind of draw the line at corking bats. I, I don't like the stuff. You know, using technology to you know to steal signs and stuff like that. But you know, a guy you know throwing a throwing a, a spitball, you know, and 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 you know putting a little Vaseline underneath his the bill of his cap and that type of stuff. I, I'm kind of okay with that. Oh, well, if it's a fastball, what yeah. the hell you're going to hit it anyway? But a curveball, maybe. Yeah. So you know, I, I have, there's a little bit of that, you know. But you know, when you're when you're taking steroids and hitting home runs that you wouldn't otherwise hit, I got a big problem with that. I get it. I get it. We all have our lines in the we sand. have our we have our lines in the sand,
1: right? Yeah. yeah, we do. Let's take a quick break. Our last one here on ten thirty. The voice
0: place in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777 7000 or see all the products online at benjaminsupply.com. Thanks to
4: Benjamin Plumbing Supply.
0: Hey,
1: welcome back to Wine the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. So it's been about three days. I hope you've uh, had a drink or two, Jay, and you've had uh, some time to reflect on your selections from last week's football <laughs> season and come to your
2: senses and said, you know what? I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm going six and six. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards a little seven and five. Oh, you know, I, I, I saw that saw the uh, the poll that javier morales put up on uh on facebook and twitter you know there's some people in my camp there's who, a few who are they they were like look it was like 20 percent said six and six so you know there's so there's some, 80, there's some people crazy. there's some people out there um you know i i, I again I, I haven't i haven't talked to my brother rick who's to see if he's still oh, at 10 and, 10 and 2 10 and um what's gene say because gene's level-headed Gene, Gene will say like 7 and 5. Oh, then he's not as level. He, as he no, said. he's not. No, he's not. But, you know, Gene, he, he, Gene goes up and down. He, he, Your wife has 7 and 5? My wife went 7 and 5, but she kind of when I got home, she said she kind of messed that up. So I'm not sure where she's at. But, but my brother Gene, again, he, he, he loses his mind like everybody else. And, and the, one of the great stories about that is he left at halftime of the Cal... Uh, Cal Arizona whiteout game that Arizona came back and won on the the Hail, Hail Mary. On the Hail Mary. Yeah. He he was so mad that he left at halftime and he went back to our tailgate area and listened to it on the radio from there, and we taunted him for the rest of the season. Right. And in fact, it came the the game came actually game the game came on yesterday morning on Pac-12 networks. And I felt like dropping him a text message saying, "Hey, here's that game you <laughs> <laughs> that you missed." But but Gene will say he'll say seven and five. Well, have to, you don't know, have the crowd in that place usually misses the good stuff. because well, yeah. they're gone by yeah. half time. Huh? Well, sure, and and that was, I mean, that was a game that I stayed at just because I don't leave games early. Especially Cal. Let me tell you, Cal game is always a yeah. mystery. Mystery. You know, there there. I mean, there been a there been a handful of games, and some of them more recently as I've gotten older, and then. And the games have gotten later where maybe I'll leave Mm -hmm. but um, you know I generally stay to the bitter end just because Uh, you know it's just a thing uh, and and I you know I was telling Ricky Hundley last week that you know they played so bad in that 1980 ASU game. I that was the first game that I had ever left early right. up until he that didn't point. blame you. He didn't blame. you. Yeah, he didn't blame. You know, I mean, and you've gotten you know gotten to see some great things. You know, yeah. some you know there was a there was a Texas Tech game in the in the mid 70s that Arizona was down like 28 to three and came back and won that game in the mm-hmm. second half. Again, a, a, my a, a cousin that I went to that game with actually. And home from that game at halftime and tore up the rest of his tickets for the rest <laughs> of the season, then had to tape them all back together to be able to come to the rest of the games.
1: That's a good story. They've had a lot of stuff. Uh, last second game winners. Uh, the Low- Oklahoma game, I'll never sure. forget. It was a boring, good game.
2: That was that was a hard game to watch, as I recall. 6-3. to three. It was a hard game to watch, but you, know, you got to the end of that game. And I remember being in that locker room, and, and the, the first thing I saw when I walked in the locker room was Glenn Parker, sitting on a stool, kind of just his head down, and you could tell... He and and he had just beat been all, beat to heck, and yeah. I I used that as the lead of my story, talking about Glenn Parker looked like he had just been beating a rock with a sledgehammer for hours, mm-hmm. and you know, and then it was that game. And, and it was that kind of a game that yeah. he, these guys just pounded each other and yeah, John you know, and, and, Pena, and, yeah, and all and those Parker. guys, and they won that game. Yeah, after losing to them in Oklahoma the year before, right, right, and and not not doing very good. There it is, my brother. My brother Gene just texted me. He's going seven and five. <laughs> I don't. You I guys, called it. Did I call it or you, did I not call it? You guys are a bunch of optimists. What's your <laughs> you know what? what? we have to make ourselves feel good about going to those games, right? If I'm thinking they're going four and eight, then why would I You're even invested. go? you invested. You are. I am. I, you know, emotionally I, and right. financially. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm going with hope. I'm going. With, I'm going Tom, with some hope.
1: Tom. So I know you don't have any hope on very many things. You're not going seven and five.
3: Three and, and a seven. half is my over under for the season. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll
1: go over, at four.
3: Okay, because I, I, I was... Well, last time we went through the schedule, and obviously I wasn't here last week, but my opinion hasn't changed that much. I had him at three wins, and maybe four if things break the right way. I'm still going to go to the games. I'll still sit there all four quarters because I'm yeah. that guy. You're that guy, yes. And I will watch the games. But, I mean, see, that's the thing is I don't need to feel optimistic to go. I'm going to go because I'm going to have a good time anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not a dyed-in-the-wool Arizona fan who bleeds it like Jay, Jane needs to feel optimistic to go and have a good time, I think, sometimes. And that's well,
2: actually, no, because, Tom, I, I sat through all those Makovic games. <laughs> okay. Okay. I sat through all, I went through, it and didn't leave a, one of those games early. In fact, a, okay. a, a friend of mine got upset because if you remember during that time, um, uh, LSU. came came to town and i got my picture taken with their with their tiger mascot and and uh and some friends of mine were upset at me about that you know some people around Mm mikhail saying why would you do that i'm like we were getting crushed okay (laughs) (laughs) we were just trying to have fun what else is there to do exactly so you know uh look i i i'm just gonna i'm gonna go to the games and i and i want to have some hope and look again we're talking about at some point i got to get my but to a Rose Bowl, so because you've been in the business, I'll ask you openly: uh, Do you, when you go, do you cheer for them, or do you sit and watch them? You know, it's funny because I don't cheer like I cheered before I was a right, reporter, right? Because I would lose. That's why I, I would lose my mind. I mean, I, I the the I, I recall the um, the '86 game against ASU. I had just I had been a reporter for a little while there, actually on that, that, that the Chuck Cecil game, mm-hmm. I actually had flown back from Alaska, uh, not Alaska, from Vegas, because the, the, the U of A had played in the it, preseason, Ni- yeah. no, they played in the preseason NIT in, against UNLV, and I flew home the morning of that game and came straight from the airport to the stadium to mm-hmm. go to that game. So I was just, and I don't remember whose back it was that I jumped on, when Chuck Cecil scored that touchdown, but I was on somebody's back, sitting in my, in the, who was in my section. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was one of my brothers or a friend that sat with us. And, and so I, I, I lost my mind over that play. And that's how I used to cheer. I became a reporter and covered the team. Now, when I go to the games, I watch the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not, I don't get in on the cheer. Now, yes, when they score a touchdown, do I stand up and you know clap mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff? but I'm, I'm, I'm a little more focused on the game yeah. itself and, and what's going on. I, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that listens to Brian Jeffries at the same time, because uh-huh. I want to know, you know what's going on. If somebody comes out of the game, I want to know, is that guy hurt? Is he not playing? Mm-hmm. Why? I, I, I like to know more about the game than just, is Arizona winning or losing? Mm-hmm. No, no, because I ask that
1: reason. The question for that exact reason, I don't cheer at all. I, shu- I assume that if you had 10 bucks on the game, you cheer, or inside maybe. Um,
2: no, because I don't want my wife to know if I bet on the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she no. She probably already knows you do. <laughs> so, you know, um it, it's it, it, actually, you know what? I honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't bet on Arizona games. No, 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 I'm no. I'm talking. No, no. I'm talking not Arizona games. I'm talking about just
1: a normal game. Oh, Chicago game? versus Green oh, Bay. Oh,
2: yeah. She, oh, she knows when I have. You oh, know, okay. if I'm in, you know, a football pool and I picked a team or whatever.
1: So no, no. So no cheering at U of A games, but
2: normal games, regular. Oh, games. I lose my mind. Okay. See, I don't. I just watch now. I'm oh. not a fan of it. Oh, if if you know, I'm I'm one of those guys who who gets Sunday ticket uh, oh, and okay. a Sunday ticket, uh, and you're yelling at the and, TV? and I'm yelling at the okay. TV for the teams that I've picked in 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 the pool that I'm in, mm-hmm. so or yelling for my about my my fantasy. Yeah. players. That's too much to work I with do. I me. do lose yeah. my mind. And, you know, I'll I'll turn off the TV and I'll go in another room or I'll go out. I'll be so mad at a, at a game. I'll go out and do yard work. <laughs> she probably <laughs> wishes that. So, oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about overall. No, so when you, when and, I, if there's a game I've got an interest in and it's not an Arizona game, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm yelling at the TV. I'm yelling if, if I'm going to, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I will.
3: Thomas, are you is, so I'm going to – and you may think this is splitting hairs, but I see it as two distinct things, cheering versus rooting. I will root. If Tucson got a Major League Baseball team tomorrow, I would be there. I'd go to the games. I would root for that team. But I'm not much of a cheer anymore because I have, Steve, like you guys, spent too much time around yeah. locker rooms and, and working for and around teams. Yeah. And so I just – I guess I don't outright cheer anymore. That's been kind of knocked out of me. I'll root for guys. I'll root for stories. I'll root for my favorite players. I'll root to see things happen. You know, if a guy can come up and has a chance to hit for the cycle, I'm going to root for that because I want to see a guy hit for the cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I, I don't know that I'll ever cheer for a team again in my life. Even now, the Buffalo Bills and the Toronto Blue Jays are really the last vestiges I have of fandom anywhere. And I root for them i don 't get crazy, uh, like a lot of my my friends and and family do and i just I just don 't have that in me anymore
1: Vestiges and test tass, test it test it
3: pass it uh,
1: two <laughs> words today I got to go google after this show <laughs> but yeah no no that's why I asked because you know when you 're in this business and we 've all been in this business it's like you know why am I cheering there's nothing to cheer
2: about anymore well and you know and there are times when I sit there and I think. Why am I upset about this? <laughs> right, right. At the end of the you know, day, at the end of the day, I go, Why, yeah. why am I, why am I, why am I getting a headache over this game? I'm a 59 all, year all old, 60 year old guy. Right, what? what you know? What, what am I so upset about? You know, because in the end, the sun's going to come up tomorrow, and or you know, and the food's going to taste the same. I don't know, but it's. I, you know, but it's, it's just so that I, I, I love sports and, and I'm, and, and I, it, it's a big part of who I am, I believe. And I put a lot into it mm. and, and I, and I'm, and I'm not unhappy that I do, you know, cause it's fun. I mean, if I, if I put into politics what some people that I know put into politics, you know, that stuff affects our lives right, right. and I just don't want to think about that. Right. I just as soon put all my efforts into a football game because at the end of the day, whatever happened there doesn't really matter. Right, right. Tommy. you feel the same way Tom?
3: <sighs> yes, I think that I have gotten better at leaving it. Behind me, when it comes to sports and things that happen, and you know what? It's funny because remember growing up, and you got so upset oh, about games, yes. and your your grandfather or your uncle or whatever be like, "Hey, it's only a game," and you're like, "No, it's not. <laughs> Actually, yeah. it is." Yeah, as yeah. it turns out,
2: maturity it finally hits at some point. I know yeah, it's crazy. Know, it is, and so it's just you know, I I, I just love it, and then that's that's why this period of time has been so hard is to not have it, not have any of it around. We have like 10 seconds. So did you cheer this weekend golf? i did i cheered for justin thomas he didn't quite get there but you know he did he did okay but yeah. i watched the golf it was a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to i, I will be cheering hard at the belmont on, yes on saturday, I got this you saturday. Waiting for you. we'll talk more about that tomorrow Naughty Carrie tomorrow Naughty Carrie back tomorrow after her situation last week so we'll have fun talking to her tomorrow